And welcome to PM Express Indeed. Tonight we are having a conversation with him. And I'm pretty sure you know by now that the MPP flagship race is well and truly on the way. The party just finished uh, vetting the many presidential hopefuls. We're waiting to see what the outcome of that vetting process really is because the report was submitted to the party general secretary just on Monday. So we will get some clarity on what really happened and whether or not any of the aspirants have been denied an opportunity to go to the superdelegates conference where they'll whittle down to five. However, he is confident that he sailed through. And tonight we'll get to hear from him. Yes, if you're wondering, oh, he looks familiar. It's because you know him. He is Dr. Kunedua Preku. And we know, as far as uh, his age is concerned, that he has been there and done that for quite a while. He's 68 years. He is from the Ashanti region. And, and the Ashanti region is very important, by the way. There are many people who believe either your candidate comes from the Ashanti region or your running mate comes from the Ashanti region. Whichever way you look at it, the Ashanti region is going to be very key in the 2024 elections. And as you know already, you have... You know, the, those who say the two front runners, the two front runners, and I'll ask him about that. I'm pretty sure he'll disagree, but many say the two front runners are Baumia, and if he wins, many have argued, get somebody from the Shanti region, right? And then you have Alan, if he wins, well, he's from the Shanti region already, then you have to balance that ticket with somebody from the north. So the Shanti region is going to be key, right? And I wonder if that's going to be one of his important. Uh, talking points going into this conversation, but also in the campaigning process that is already underway. Um, he is a politician. He's an economist as well. And if you're wondering, what did he really do? What is his claim to fame? Yes, he was one time at the ECOWAS, but that's not what you know him for, pretty sure. He was popular for being the Minister for Regional Cooperation and NEPAD. And if you really don't recall what NEPAD really is, well, let's sit down for a conversation. And this used to be a big, big, big deal for the continent. That's the time of Lucian Guno Basanjo. They really pushed this very hard with uh, John Lajukum Kufo, uh, the, you know, the, the cooperation that the, the, you know, the regional and sub-regional and continental leaders came together to form partnerships was what was really driving this. Did it really work? But he was our minister. Uh, that's what he was really famous for. But also he was also trading in minister. 2020 and uh, 2003. He's my guest tonight. Once we return from the break, Dr. Kofi Kunudua Perku will be my guest. He will sit down for a conversation and then we'll get to go into why he wants to be president. But what really sets him apart? What does he believe sets him apart from the rest of the field? Why does he think he will win the North when there's, there are so many people, indeed, all vying for the single slot? After the break, he's my guest. All of a sudden, your voice are different. And when you try a call, Bama, bring me the honey whiskey. You know the one, Black Rock Whiskey. Honey whiskey. Shale, honey near their frow. Black Rock Whiskey is strong. Now, so taste me is smooth. And it goes down easy. Uh, excuse me. Mm. 
come on. <laughs> Barman, bring my friend one Black Rock Whiskey. Black Rock Whiskey, blended with natural honey flavor. Hey, what's up? Barman. Hey, what do you want for to Sata? You're been to a man, I know. <laughs> Black Rock Whiskey can be a feeling smooth national. Drink responsibly. Not for sale to persons under 18 years of age and not recommended for pregnant women. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. Daddy, Daddy, this tank is big. Yes, that's true. It can store a lot of water. That's so true. Wow. It has a working tortoise on it. Mm-hmm. That's so true. I can see S-I-N-T-E-X syntax. That is so true, my daughter. But it's further into spoiler. That's not true. But why? Hey! <laughs> Syntex was the first to introduce double layer tanks in Ghana. Syntex again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntex gives you the biggest warranty seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntex is the answer. Syntex tank. Are you strong? Are you tough? Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to demonstrate to you the superior properties of flamingo paint as compared to other paint brands on the market we take equal quantities of flamingo paint and this ordinary paint we then dilute them with water and now let the test begin the gentleman on the left is going to apply the ordinary paint and the gentleman on my right will use the flamingo superior paint as you can clearly see flamingo has the obvious better hiding furthermore Flamingo has painted a much larger area. You know, one bucket of Flamingo paint is equal to several buckets of any other paint brand on the market. Flamingo paint is made with superior formulation to give superior durability, superior hiding, superior coverage. Flamingo paint, simply superior. Can he tee up someone in red? And he goes to the who is the good? Ghana Jollof or Nigerian Jollof? Ghana Jollof has no co-equal. The smell alone. Oh my god. Now that shift. You two they lie. Eh? Now they say you when they use Google Lens and then they go put them for top. You are lying. Are you busy? Forget everybody. Put some respect on the goat. On the goat. The only goat I know lives in Tama. Every year, we will give to you back. back. Ba, 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 ba. We are talking about piety. I want to hear the difference. Except be the goat, huh? My guy, him be the goat. Our choice of goats may differ in football, music, and jollof. Alumobitis always brings us together. Alumo experience greatness in every moment. Drink responsibly. Not for sale to persons under 18 and recommended to pregnant women. This advert is FDA approved. Own your luxury. What if you could enjoy ultra luxury in the environs of Sakumono? What if you could have a share of affluence all to yourself? 
Step into our five-bedroom executive Ohima suite or our four-bedroom Oyster Asantua space or our four-bedroom plush Kukwa unit and discover a whole world of possibilities. It's not just a building, it's a promise of a dream come true. Cherry Tree Properties. We develop spaces as though we were going to occupy them ourselves. Reach us on 0553-662-366 or 0544-2994. Daddy? Daddy? This tank is big! Yes, that's true. It can store a lot of water. That's so true. Wow! It has a working surface on it. Mm-hmm. That's so true. I can see S-I-N-T-E-X syntax. That is so true, my daughter. But it's further into spoiler. That's not true. But why? Hey! <laughs> Syntex was the first to introduce double layer tanks in Ghana. Syntex again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntex gives you the biggest warranty seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntex is the answer. Syntex tank. Are you strong? Are you tough? Thanks for staying with us here on PM Express. PM Express is brought to you by Cherry Tree Properties. We develop spaces as though they were going to occupy them ourselves. Syntex tanks, it is strong, it is tough. Alumo Bites experience greatness in every moment. Ghana AIDS Commission as well. And as I've always told you, you need to look for Syntex tank because Syntex tank, um, no matter your water needs, Syntex tank has it all. Syntex tanks are first to introduce double layer tank. And now you can also have many layers as you want. Syntex tanks is first to introduce the white inner layer tanks in Ghana. Uh, we now introduce uh, to you the customer specs order, which lets you order any color and size of, uh, of your preference. Syntex tanks gives you the longest warranty of seven years, which no other tank gives you in Ghana. So whatever your water consumption, size of project or demand, choose Syntex tank. We have agents nationwide across the country. Call us on 0244-335-168 or shop online at syntexgh.com. Syntex tanks, a year tough, a year strong. Also, if you don't know, let me just repeat it one more time because desires are wishes. Beauty is a promise of happiness, but passion is indeed everything. Thinking about buying a new home, uh, talk to those who build with passion. Sloan Square is a new gated community development at Sakumono, developed by Cherry Tree Properties, a one-of-a-kind, well-planned luxury you are never going to experience. Once you experience this one, you will never experience it again. And indeed, it's one of those places that you really want to be. Call them on 055-3662-366, 055-3662-366. Cherry Tree Properties, sophistication and class. My guest is in the studio with me tonight. Dr. Kofi Konedu Apreku. Thank you, sir, for joining us on PM Express. Thank you for accepting me to come here. Um, good to see you. And I remember back in the day and in the 
uh, 2000s, you were very, very famous trade minister, and then, you know, Minister for Regional Integration and then NEPAD. Um, here you are, again in 2023, still chasing the dream of becoming a presidential uh, flag bearer, right? a presidential hopeful. Now you're a presidential hopeful, but you also want to become a president and then lead your party. I mean, that fundamental question has to be asked. You've done it all. Why do you want to be president? Well, <laughs> I won't say the way my president. I know, I, I know. <laughs> but I want to be president because I believe I can make an impact. I have a lot that I've gained out of from the public, mm -hmm. and they say to those for whom much is given, much is expected. Yeah. I feel a sense of obligation. The sense of obligation stems from where I come from. Came from very humble beginnings. Mm, from a rural environment with illiterate parents and I have always felt that the hand of God has been in my life. I'm sure everybody will say that and everybody, the hand of God is with everybody. But I see myself as very special in the opportunities that I've had in my life. If I tell you, you might think I'm making them up, but they are all real. Mm. I was not meant even to go to school. Was going to farm with my mother. We met the headmaster of the school, Akmada Methodist Primary School. And I asked my mother, "Why is this boy not in school? This is the process that ended me going to school." And when I went to class one, I was bigger than everybody else because I'm so used to going to farm with my mother. I thought that is the best thing that I could ever do. All of a sudden, I was older. Never occurred to me that it was important to go, but all of a sudden I was there. And if I tell you, you might not believe me, so I won't go deeper there. Mm. But whatever be the case, I was given the opportunity, and God's hand has been a guiding hand. Went through school, jumped so many times, went to secondary school, CMB scholarship, that was available. That is part of the reason that I feel a sense of responsibility because without those type of facilities that were available, that you don't have to be anybody. Because if it was based on where you are from or the connections you had, I would never have had any of this. Scholarship, after the common entrance, I got scholarship. Went to your average school, not any of the elite schools. Went there, and all of a sudden, two things drove my life. My books and religion. And they impacted significantly in my life. My mother was a, a Methodist Women Fellowship president, an illiterate, but was so deeply involved in religion mm. that she was the president. So the church was our business. And I was so inspired by the, the values that it brought into my life, and in the primary analysis, how they guided my life. So when in secondary school, our English headmaster came and said that there is an international essay competition. Americans organized it, and they select people in high schools to go and attend American high school, gain experience, supposedly come back to their countries and be so mesmerized that they will say good things about us about them. It was the equivalent of the uh, teachers that American 
teachers that came to our secondary school, Peace Corps mm. program. So I participated in this program, and I was selected to go to the United States to complete my high school. Guiding hand directed me, went to South Albany High School, became very close with the head, head uh, we call it uh, principal equivalent, we call it equivalent. He took me to a Rotary Club meeting, which they attend regularly every Friday or so. When we were going, he said that I'm going to give you opportunity to tell Americans or the, gather, the gathering about Africa. I said, well, beautiful. That's what I'm supposed to be doing here. And before that, I traveled to high schools to let them. The essence of the program is to expose you to American culture. Mm. You educate Americans. You learn from Americans. I think the essence is that by the time you are done, perhaps you are a pro-American. Young man that they see there may be some future that they want a link. And so many, Kosindo, many, many others that I came to were in the program like that. They went on the AFS, for American First Service. So he asked me that day that we are going to a, a, a meeting and I want you to make a presentation on Africa. They think Ghana. Africa is just one country. Always referring, instead of say Ghana, they yeah. say Africa. I say, but I'm authority on Africa. But whatever be the case, I went. I delivered an address which they thought was very good. In the process, I met uh, the professor of the university who was a member of the club. We chatted. Eventually, he, the baton was given to him he, for him to carry me to the next stage. I said, what are your plans when you finish? It's a one-year program. I said, well, my plans, they require you to go back to your home country, share your experiences. You can't even come to the U.S. until after a year or so to, to enable you to share your experiences. He said, do you want to go to school in America? I said, yes, I'd love to go to the university. So have you taken the okay, what, what scholastic aptitude test that we, SAT? Mm-hmm. Said I had not. Said, take it. I took it. I couldn't believe my result. Fantastic. Said they're giving me a scholarship. Go back to Ghana to meet the requirement of having been back and Very come tough. back. I tell you, my life is incredible. But what, how does that do answer the question why you want to be president? Well, it's, I'm building up to a crescendo. Because those, those expect, as, uh, uh, exposure that I have, what my own life, what I could have been if there was no public intervention in my life. All of them have given me a sense that somehow I am on a separate agenda. I have an obligation. And my obligation is to touch the lives of people like me who otherwise may not even be sitting here ever at all. To me, this is all beyond my expectations in life. But if I can make it, others can make it. And if others can make it and we can turn around so many of us, not only we are building a better society, we are building a stronger country for everybody. So the exposure that I had and the way things happened to me convinced me that there must be a guiding hand along for me. Because every step, I've always compared myself to somebody running a relay. And then when you run a relay, you go to a particular point, somebody takes you on. 
give it to somebody and they run. The next run and on. My relay has been that every point that I get, somebody is there to take me to the second step. So you, so you want to change lives? I want to change lives because I believe that there are too many people that can make positive contributions to our country, can make changes, but may not have the opportunity because of the circumstances. Good intentions, but reality check. If you win, you would become president at the time in 2025 when the country is possibly facing, it's not possible, the facts says it all, its greatest economic crisis ever. Mm -hmm. A crisis that has been inflicted on us by your party, right? How, how, do, how do you convince anybody that in the midst of a crisis created by your party, if you get elected, you can make your lives better and turn this crisis around? How do you do that? My life is the example, as I said. I have had the opportunity. I didn't finish. So I went to school. I did a PhD in economics. Went to teach at the University of North Carolina as a professor of economics and finance. That is the experience that I have gained. Beyond all the things that came together to produce who I am, I have professional experience in the area that matters most in the circumstances we have in our country. Not just teaching and, and, and lecturing and, and, and writing. I've written two books writing and all that aside. Well, Colonel Ferretta will make the same claim. Yes, let me finish. But he supervised on the economy that had certain major well, crisis. Otherwise, then we should not even have a finance minister because one person may have made some mistakes or even if you are grants, that is a mistake. What would you do differently, I guess, is the question I'm asking. Well, economics is a science. And what an American president said is that the economy is not stupid. Economy reflects the realities within a country. So as much as it is a science, it is as much as what people put in that what get the results they get. What goes in comes out. Economic policy making, which I've had the privilege of teaching and working for, and I want to rely on my experiences. When I was at the University of North Carolina, I had never met Kofi Annan before, never. I know he's there because I left Ghana when I was only 17, so I wasn't in touch with a person of his caliber. But he had paid notice because I had written a book, written two books. The first book, I didn't get time to go through all of it. The first book I've written was inspired by the challenges that we are facing in Africa and the embarrassment that we Africans felt in the United States. Because every day you wake up in the 70s, there's a coup d'etat. Somebody has been shot like an animal tied to a, a tree and all of this. They were so embarrassing. So embarrassing. So I wrote a book to reflect the things going on in Africa. My first book was called Africa Emigrants in the United States, a missing link in Africa's development. Because when we go to American Economic Association meetings, and I see Africans all over. Some of the very best people who can help transform economies are all in the States. They don't want to go home because when you turn your TV on, people are lined up and shot like dogs. People are starving. Everything about Africa in the 70s was just heartbreaking for you if you're an African. 
So what I did is write that book that the missing link in Africa's development is lack of capacity. People that otherwise could make a difference, either run away or they are in positions that they don't are not given. But how, how does that experience fix the challenge of the ordinary Ghanaian who today is facing an inflation over 40%? That experience... Well, what are the specific things you do differently from what your government had inflicted on us? Well, it's a reflection, and I, you didn't let me go. It's a reflection of what I have done in similar economies. For example, as I said, Kofi Annan out of the blue invited me to join a UN delegation to Croatia. Croatia has just seceded from Yugoslavia and devastated by war. They wanted to rebuild that country. And the UN brought economists, engineers from all over the world, assembled us to go there. I was in charge of economic reconstruction. And what happened? As a we transformed that country. Croatia, go and Google and see how, how they are doing. Which year was this? Croatia trip was, uh, I can give you the date, but doesn't come right but to me now. Transforming Croatia yes. is quite different from dealing with the current crisis that I we have had in the finished. poor economic, in the poor economic I have been finished. That we went there. We worked very hard to turn that country. In fact, when we went to Croatia, you can't compare Ghana to it. Beyond mines, you can't even drive a vehicle and it's exploded. They had mined the country, about 80% of the country had been mined. We had to get the mines, the, 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 the stuff out of the system. Those realities are different from us. I, I want to bring you home. I want to bring you home. I just want to. Oh, you, yes, I'm experience. coming. I'm coming. But Relate these experiences. challenges that we have. Yes, I'm coming. The, the experience that you gain. It's what is going to influence the policies that are you are going to make today. What are these policies? I, I see. I see in the, in the in the state in the letter that you you released talking about your plan. Now, one of the things you do to restore macroeconomic stability is review the government expenditure. Of course, that is the minimum. You don't even have to be an economist. How, how do you plan to do that? Why do you plan to how do, do you that? Plan you look at your budget. You look at your incomes. You look. Which at areas would you cut? Areas we want to cut waste, where we put resources and we don't get the appropriate return. Which specific areas are you cutting? So many, so many. One, there's so much, <laughs> if you wish, corruption in the system. Mm -hmm. And it's not uniquely MPP issue. It's we have been part of it. Too much corruption. Too much uncompleted projects. Too much expenditures at the level that contribute very little. Too much as the size of government. Everything. When you look at that and you begin to count, I can give you my practical experience as commissioner of ECOWAS. I was in charge of macroeconomic policy and economic research. Every employee of ECOWAS, for example, when it's 6 o'clock, and you are closed from work, you go and park your car at the headquarters. They give you a note that you sign, your driver will sign, that you came this time and, 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 and delivered your, your vehicle. You pick it up the next day, unless you have a special assignment. If we introduce that system in a system here in Ghana where Saturdays government vehicles are at funerals, at weddings, at a very high cost, you may not be able to imagine. So, ministers in your government 
will pack their vehicles. I will make sure that, one, either they get a loan to buy, which is what is practiced there. You, you, you cease using government machinery or vehicles at the end of the day. If you have special assignment, you use it. That will cut a lot of... So they use your personal vehicles? If they give you a personal vehicle that we can give you a half way, half loan, half your own to buy. And so that government vehicles are parked when government is not in session or government business is not. But that is not what is going to solve our problems. But you say reducing. What's your ideal size of government? What government size would you run? I've thought about it very seriously, and I won't do more than half of what we have. So give me a hard number. Well, we have what? How many do we have now? You, you have around 80 now. It started with 111. I don't about. think I'll go beyond 40, 35, 40. 35, 40? Yes. That's not possible. Why? You said on the, on the former president, John Ajukunkufo, mm -hmm. he made a similar promise. Mm -hmm. When it came to government, you remember what he said? He said, well, I made a promise, but the reality is very different, and I can't what run the government. reality? It, the reality is, according there to the There are bigger staff, countries around the world who do not have that. You are saying that because you are so underdeveloped, we need So you want, you want to run this country with 35 ministers? I, and most I will 40. do 40. And most I 40. So, yes. Because there are, would that have, I don't want to say. What are you people. doing away with? Which key ministers, ministries you have now that you will do away with? So many. So many. And why? I don't believe that there's a necessity for fisheries ministry. I don't think so. Uh, so many of those that have been divided are put back. Completely put back. Uh, so many ministers for... I don't want to... You know, this is a political season. Just spare me that. Give me a chance. No, but you're campaigning. Yeah, but I'm campaigning. You are, you're, and you're telling yeah. the delegates, yeah. and by extension, yes, but I'm the I'm general population, yeah. how you're different. I am it, different. It's about specifics, and yeah. not just yeah. generally so being the business of what you back to what they existed. So we want to know specific. When you say 40, because we had that before, yeah. the public simply mistrust politicians when they say they want to have a slimmer government. Because we've had the... There is no magical... There you is say 40. 40, so, I don't think I will exceed 40. Yeah, I even have... Yeah, but when you say you don't think, that alarms me because it's, it's, it tells me you're not really setting. I am. I said I will not exceed 40. So 40 and below? Yes. So which because, ministries will you do away with? And why? Because that's key. When you look at... Um, <laughs> you look at some of the ministries... Minister of Chieftaincy Affairs, without disrespect for our chiefs, I think we don't need that ministry. Why? Because it can easily be administered through the office of the president with one person. You don't need to have entire ministry doing it for that. You look at Minister of Fisheries, Agriculture, Fisheries, they all go together. You look at uh, ministry of uh, I have written some of these things down. 
But I, I, I feel very comfortable that I can govern this country with 40 ministers. Talking about economy, and when we started, you went there as your strength. Mm -hmm. So I want to stay there. The biggest challenge right now mm -hmm. is the economy. Mm -hmm. In your lifetime, I bet you've not seen an economic crisis as bad as this. Have you? Well, we've, we've never had the circumstances under which we dip so deep. We've never had, say, the coronavirus. But yes, no doubt in my mind that this may have been the most serious. Oh, you also believe the president when he says this problem is not ours, it's because of COVID. I did not say that. I'm, I was commissioner in charge of microeconomic policy and economic research for all the 16 member countries. So I know the economic policy content in every country. And I also know that the impact of this situation that we just had, coronavirus, is not the same among countries. Some countries are more resilient because the fundamentals are strong already. If you're a very strong person and there is a particular virus and you get that virus, your chance of living will be determined by your general health, even before the virus broke out. So there's no doubt in my mind. And there is, you can say that all the economies in West Africa that went through the virus have been affected as badly as some of us. So Ghana's problem was what exactly? Well, they may, well, the, 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 I, as I said, my job at ECOWAS, we visit every member countries two times in a year to collect data and we project what the economic outcomes are going to be. So, yes, we had some very good times in the administration of President Ekufuado in the first term. Second term, things started going wrong. And that is not surprising to me. Because, Why? Because we, we, we collect the data. We come to the the country, I send my staff, they go to trade and industry. We look at our export, we go to the airport, we look at it, we look at government expenditures, we look at the incomes and all the economic variables and prepare a projection of what is going to happen in that. Country. So, what, 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 what did you discover was the real reason why we dipped so low economically? Well, I think government expenditures went up significantly and it's a major reason. And there were so many projects that... Spent well? Expenditure went up, but spent well? Well... Because if expenditure can go up, if you spend in the right areas, you... Re well, it's, it's, it's not whether they are spent well. Did they go into the priority sector that will give us the greatest impact? That's my question. Yes. Did they do that? That's the question. If you did that, you will have the problems. So they failed to apply I'm not the, here. the expenditure... I no, I mean, we are diagnosing the problem. If you want to solve it as a yeah. president of this country, if yes, you I'm will, ready. I'm, I'm ready. And I'm asking you, yeah. if you don't diagnose a problem, you can't solve it. Yeah, you have I'm asking to. you to diagnose it. You say that if you spend the resources, if you increase expenditure but spend the wrong areas, you're not going to get the returns that That's you require. That's obvious. So my question is, your government, and I say your government because you're a member of the New Patriotic Party, which is currently in power, spent it in the wrong areas. But if we had done everything that is correct, we won't have the situation that we are in. I mean, I, and I'm curious. You don't disbelieve the president when he says this particular crisis is largely due to COVID and Ukraine. I never said that. I said the impact may have... You see, when your economy is already fragile, 
Something that may not even impact significantly in another country can devastate you. Was that fragility because of mismanagement? Well, the fragility comes from various, from various reasons. Poorly targeting expenditures and therefore not getting the results. That so, sounds to me like the proper definition of mismanagement. Well, mismanagement is different from tax poor allocation of resources but if you in that area. resources, you're not managing the resources properly. But the resources may have been given. I may have even been wrong in allocating certain resources to you. But if you got the resources and utilize it effectively, you may avert some of the problems that comes with it. It's management and expenditure patterns, sectors in which we put the resources. Are they generating the highest return? Are they the ones that can make the impact, the difference that we expect? And in many instances, it may not well have been. That is the essence of saying that we need to restructure. Restructuring to allow revenues and to reflect in sectors of priority. When you have so many that are competing for the same resources, and you have to also understand that we have not been able to diversify our economy for the longest while. Yeah. Let me give you a simple example that you can relate to, anybody can relate to. Nigeria woke up one day and they decided that we are spending too much money on imported rice. We're not going to import any rice. There were demonstrations and all kinds of... The politicians took firmly and said, no, no import. The WTO said, and they put such high taxes that you won't high tariff. That is not even affordable to buy. And it dwindled. They went to work. And within five, six years, they are producing more rice than they need in their own country. They are exporting rice. But the even the most important thing is that the rice that they produce in Nigeria somehow today is the best rice that Nigerians will eat. In other words, when you go to a Nigerian home, nobody buys it. Those of us who went from outside and we buy still the imported one at higher cost, if your friend comes in, he said it doesn't taste well. They became acculturated and they have accepted that their rice is good. It's not magic. Mm. It's policy. Policy that worked you, to the point that we even changed the taste of the impression. Talking about policy, one of the policies you want to restructure if you win is a one district, one factory. I didn't say you want to review it. Review it. Yes. What do you mean by review it? Review it. The concept, there's no doubt in my mind, it's a good concept. Resources available in the region, a particular place, should be the base for the development of that area. And therefore, government has a responsibility to identify the various resources available throughout the country and have a program that allows government to utilize those resources produce not just to feed those that are or for the consumption of people in that area but also for export so the concept i have no doubt at all whether or not the implementation of it may have gone as well as was expected what's your verdict on that well because so many of them have not produced so because so many of the areas or the targets that we have set have not produced their returns then you are inclined to believe that there is something lacking that is why i have said that the concept is good. We will diagnose it. 
to find why it had not worked as well as it should have worked. Is it the theoretical underpinnings of it? Is it the distribution of resources? Is it the implementation? Is it the leadership? All those are variables that we need to sit down and we look at and see. There's no doubt in my, my mind that that is what is required. Are you still going to maintain Besides, let the concept me of one district, one for action? Typically, a purely that concept numbers. that it has to be one district. I want to look at resources that are in. What this means is you must necessarily put a factory in every district. Is that would you stick to this? Where every you have, district you have the competitive advantage there, the yeah. resources there or Come not. On. You must necessarily. On, there's no district in Ghana that does not have something that is. We are developing. So you will stick to this? Yes. Approach that. That of course because why? If I live in Akumada and we grow, we have the best producers of tomatoes. We don't need to reinvent the wheel there. You put that is the first option. Now. Yes, mm. it can be that it may be two or three more, but at least tomato we have established has the skill. The people have the skills to produce, to prepare it for export and for domestic consumption. We give the resources to do that. You have also said in what I call your manifesto that. Something very interesting you're proposing to do. You want to subject your government appointees, if you win, especially ministers of state, to the approval of the MPP's council and executive committee. Why not? You are proposing to place the party's approval over the approval by the people's representative in parliament. I didn't say members of parliament. Well, ministers. Well, you ministers. said, you, said yeah, no, you, want no, to, no. you want to subject your government appointees, especially ministers of state, Yes. To the approval of the MPP's council and executive committee. Yes. Those that you have absolute control over, you want your council and executive committee to approve them. Yes, why not? Why is the party structure so important in approving people who will be serving the people, generally? Because the party people also have the same sentiment about Ghanaians. They are looking for the very best for Ghanaians. The essence of this is not, obviously, the people have been selected. We want to make sure that they have the capacity. In other words, it's not just the position that the president is a product of the party. And his actions and decisions must have the input where it comes, particularly direct bearing on how the party fun functions and the fortunes of the party in the future. This is appeasing the party. Pardon me? You're appeasing the party by doing this. Why? Because you're putting the power to verify their competence and capability yes, then in the for hands of time, party I, I remember we, we were subjected to that. The, the list was sent to them to look at, and they did not change the nation. We have some of the best people serving in that government. But I submit to you that this approach mm -hmm. is only going to encourage mm -hmm. not merit, but party loyalty over merit. No, I did not say that the test. The fact that you go to their place, there's no even more if important. The party is yes, going to decide your let me competent. Yeah, it's not that. That's not the only issue. They're going to there be making decisions based on who okay. is most loyal and has sacrificed the most for the party, not the person who is most competent. You have to understand that the president has a program himself, with or without the party, and I don't agree at all. What it is is that one. We have to make sure that the people appointed are competent people, not stooges of the president. And you no. trust the party to determine competence? 
Why of, not? Of your appointment. Because they know the party. They know the people that you are presenting. No, but, but that's, 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 that, what you that's said is the problem. Because it's not because they know the challenges that the generality of the public will face, oh. for which reason you appoint them, but because they know the people. You are actually perpetuating nepotism. The party is nepotistic about what? Oh, yeah, because you are loyal to the party, then you get the nod. Not because you're competent. Don't, don't underrate the intelligence of the people on those committees. The people there are also interested in the political fortunes. So they're looking for people who will deliver so that the party can continue to win elections. So you are at, what you are saying is at variance completely with what the objective will be. If I'm the president and I'm preparing my, because I'm a human being, I may even be so inclined to politically punish my competitors who gave me a very strong fight, even though they may well have been the best people. And I, being so um, petty, may decide that those who competed against me, who said some negative things about me and all of this, will not be in my government. What the essence is an overview. The president is allowed to prepare his cabinet. He brings it to the, the body because the president does not own the party, like it or not. The country does not own the party. The party is owned by the people in there. Mm. And we have agenda. Our party stands for certain you, values. You use the word party a lot. This is the party of the people. The people in the in the part the, the, there's no separation between the people and the party every mpp member is also a citizen of this country he comes from me yeah, but you're placing the party above the people i'm not placing instance no i'm not i don't see that way at all all that i'm saying is that we have a critical look and i think you should know a whole lot better about this issue this is in africa where a person can appoint his wife as minister all over africa this Thing is not tolerable. So I don't see the point. All we want to see is that there is a fair distribution of the political positions, no antagonism because he were, this one challenged me and he's the best to do it, but I can't give it to him. The party, it takes an overview. We have an agenda. The party does not exist mm. for nothing. So we want the party input. What is wrong to have the party input? into decisions that impact, go beyond our party and the political fortunes. The, the thing that you may be overlooking is that if we have the very best people, we can win the election. You are saying that the party will control. If the party is doing a great job, it is there that the people will see that, yes, this party is good. Hmm. And then they will patronize the party. This is a question. It's not the reverse. It's a question out of curiosity. If you win the, the contest, internal contest, and you become the flag bearer, you actually need, you're going to run on, your, on, on, the, on the record of your past, of, your, of Akufado. You run on his record. You run on the record we of your the campaign, or you mean? If you win the, the nod of your oh, party, okay, yes. and you stand in 2024, you will run on Akufado's record. You run on the MPP's record in government. It is in your interest for this government to do well. Clearly, from everything you've said, you have ideas. Have you shared this with your colleagues in government? 
Well, obviously, the last, since the government came into office, you know, I've been away in ECOWAS. And what we do there is basically, as I told you, review the economics and give the information to the Minister of Finance, the governor of the central bank. They are the ones that work with that. So there's no idea that I have that is separated from what I have given them or what we give them. So why are we where we are now? Well, come on, don't ask this question at all. It's obvious. Well, well, there are all these great ideas that you believe will transform the economy under your watch if you're president. Oh, and I, yet, didn't, I, I, don't, I didn't say that. I'm not running the economy True. of Ghana. What we do is we monitor the economy and its performance, and we are, and not me alone. I'm not a commissioner, but as a commissioner, they're doing the same. Job. I guess my question was simple: Have you passed on this knowledge, oh, all these absolutely. to your political government? Absolutely. And what have they told you when you when you speak to them? Well, listen to what they you don't. Talk. I just don't speak to them in my own capacity as Kofia Preko. I speak to them in my capacity as commissioner. Well, because but you are, we examine. I, I get that. And but I, 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 I want to detach the two. You are Kofi Konodua Preko, Dr. Kofi Konodua Preko, the NPP staunch member. Arguably, possibly, even a founding member. Correct me if I'm wrong. I am, of course. Exactly. So, and party is important to you? you, you it's just very stated, important. You just stated yes. that you're actually going to submit your ministers to state to party's approval. So, yes. yeah, they're, they're important. I'm yeah. referring to you. Not talking about Equal, but talking about you, the party man. Of course, everything have that you, I know. Have you spoken to your party, of your course. party folks in government? Of course. And share these ideas with of them? Of course. And when you did, what was your response? Well, to there are some they like, there are some that they may not want to implement. Have they listened to you? Well, I think the, the ones that are working very closely with ECOWAS, our report, they take it very I'm, seriously. I'm, I'm, and this is a question not about your, your that is, that is about, it's about Dr. Kuda Perku. I'm asking you as a party man, have you spoken to your colleagues and friends in your government, in your party? Some, about, some I have. And where I believe... Have, I, they, have they taken that in good faith and have they listened to you? I don't say they haven't taken it in good faith, but maybe not implemented... The, the, the way that I would have wished. Talk about sacrifice for your party. You say you've been away at ECOWAS. That in itself, many delegates will say it's an indictment. Mm -hmm. Your party has been in power, struggling to turn around this economy, and you are cooling off in ECOWAS. Okay, don't kid yourself. I did not get up. I was the campaign manager for Mr. President Okufuado in 2008. 2012, I was in charge of security. And the last one that I did not have any position, I worked very hard with him. I went to everywhere that I could go. But I was not offered any position. Would you have wanted one? Uh, if obviously, if it was offered to me, yes, I would have accepted it. I mean, if one that I wanted was offered to me, or what one that want? I could have made. What me. did you want? No, well, my background is in, in, in finance, economics. So any of those finance related, I've been, to trade, have been a trade minister before. I've been a member of You would have preferred a trade minister and a Kufado's government? I would not have preferred a trade minister because I've been a trade minister. And a I finance thought, minister? Well, my background, I wouldn't have mine at all. You would yes. have accepted it? Yes. Mm. But he but, stuck with Kenneth Furiata? Yes. So I had to try a job. And so I do understand it's not a betrayal. Even if it's not, it should be the reverse. That they betrayed I, you. Well, 
whatever you want to, they did not find a use for me. A use for me that was appropriately packaged. Did you, did, did, you, did you make yourself available? I was available very much. And, and uh, there's no doubt about that. But these are private issues. Yeah. The president's your friend. You served with him. Well, you could more have than a friend. You could have, you could have more than We are just like brothers at one point. Yeah, for me to have his confidence. How do you feel when you were ignored? When I was ignored? Well, they didn't say I, you are ignored. They say that you get this and this and this and it keeps going off. You make promises? Yes. Yes. Promises okay. such as? Oh, that is not something that I... I was... Men some ministries were mentioned to me. Before you won power or after? We won power and after both. Before, before and, and after. after. You were but promised. they didn't come true. You were promised ministries before and after, and none of that was... Those promises were not kept? No. By your good friend, the president? Yes. Have you spoken to him about this? Ah, that is my friend. We speak when it comes to ECOWAS. I'm the one that goes to meet him at the airport, bring him to his hotel, give him the and what excuse, of the what excuse, what excuse does he give you? He doesn't give me any excuse. He giving me, he, I, I have a position in ECOWAS, and he asks, always asks me, are you happy here? That's that kind of question. Are you happy at ECOWAS? Well, Ecowas was not a bad place in a retrospect. But, wasn't, but it wasn't your That preference. is not my first choice. Your first choice was to serve in a couple of Of course, yeah. Mm. You think you would have made a difference if you were there, if you were serving under him? Everywhere I've been... In finance, where you say you would have preferred? Well, everywhere that I've been, my record, I've made a difference, by God's grace. Ecowas, I left a, a, a very good... made a good reputation for myself in the UN, at the World Bank, uh, with Economic Commission for Africa, the European Union that we work closely with in the uh, uh, ECOWAS. We work with all the development uh, agencies throughout the world and governments. A lot of resources come from outside. We manage it properly. And I, I, I made a significant impact at ECOWAS. Mm. So, and I think as trade minister, if you go through my record of achievement, it's on peril. Mm. So I, I, I am pleased that I've had... Many have voice. said that you belong to the Kufo faction in your That's industry. not true. It can never be the case. I belong to a Dubuahin. Uh, uh, I came to Ghana against the instance of uh, Professor Dubuahin. And at that time, you know, the competition was between Kufo and Dubuahin. And then you know, when Dubuahin the stepped away, you then became a Kufo boy. I'm not so sure, but I don't want to talk about these things. This is not healthy for me, whether this boy or that one. Let, let me ask you then finally about this come back to the campaign. You were campaigning against formidable opponents. Some of them, of course, all of them your friends. But the front runners, it has been said, is the vice president and the luncheman. You're a good friend. Both of you said in the Joku uh, You accept that you were a significant underdog. In fact, you're not even registered on the radar, many will say. What's, what's your reaction to the that? The proof of the pudding is in the union. I'm not going to even comment on this. We will see the results. It's, we don't run... You win this? Well, and what's your base? What's your constituency? And, and I know you've been, you've been a member of parliament before. I don't mean it literally. I don't mean it literally. What's your base in the MPP? My base is within the constituencies. 
the delegates that are going to you put this down. You see the you role. win. Well, you have super delegates first to contend with. That is that is you will be in the fight. Of course, of course, I have no doubt at all. You guys, I know you going round and. We know how our systems work, and some have been rated as being this and this. The proof of the pudding is in the eating. What convinces you, though? What makes you so confident? Because I know who I am, and I know the links and relationship that I have over a long period. But you've been away, Dr. Kunedo. I was gone for only five years. Five years in politics but is a century. I did not close the doors when even I was ECOWAS. You were not required even physically in this country. Well, I live in Abuja, but I, Abuja is just an hour of two and a half. So when did you hours. return? Came back in October of last oh, year. December. Of last year. Yes. So you've been in this country for six, year, six months? No, no, months. no, 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 not last year. The year before. So a year and a half? About, about a year. About a year? A year, few months. But that then prices you out of this equation? That you can't say what prices anybody. The people there will tell you. You are speculating. I'm just asking the question. No, it is not. And you pretend you've been in Ghana. But I've been in this business for about 20 years. You're under risk of being completely out of touch with the reality. I'm not. Of your delegates and of your party, of the grassroots. It depends on the relationship you have, and it depends on the interactions that you had while you were away. Mm. It it doesn't matter. You can sit in Accra here and not interact with delegates, and you could be in Abuja, Anytime you are here, you mm. interact with them. So it is not as people have already imagined. You were gone for too for long. For the delegate watching you right now, of you, course, what do you tell them? What do you tell them? Your delegates know, one, I have the capacity, the competence to deliver a solid victory for this party. I care deeply about the delegates because I am from rural area. And in which most of the people, as I told you, my own life story, puts me in a position to understand them. And I can be put in their shoes. And they know it. And I've been there for a long period. You seem to think that because I was gone for four and a half, five years, all doors are closed. It's not. Mm. We are reinventing it. And we are reorganizing ourselves. The proof of the pudding is in the eating. So don't, don't jump. They say that in Ashant or Akan, you wait and you will see. Okay. And that there is Dr. Kofi Kunendua Perku, and he's been my guest on PMX. It's always brought to you by Cherry Tree Properties. We develop spaces as though we were going to occupy them ourselves. And, and, and just let me make sure that I make a bit of money before I go. That syntax style is strong and it's tough. I love a bit experience greatness in every moment. And also the Ghana AIDS Commission. Yes, a second. Yes. I show you this story about the armed robbery. Yes, and, and I read it earlier. You were actually attacked. Attacked. I left in my 19- job in the 19- United States. In 1992. I left my job in the United States at the peak of my career. I had just been promoted from assistant professor to associate professor. I left it there to come to Ghana. Toil for the because party. Because I felt not the party. That time it wasn't the party as much as for the country. Okay. I left it there to come. I made a lot of sacrifices. The armed robbers, mm. everything. Today, some people are going around talking about sacrifices that they have made. They are, they are made. That is enough to put them in certain positions. 
That is not true. Mm. Sacrifices, there's no competitor in that respect, what I've been through in this country. But beyond that, beyond the sacrifices, Ghana today will respect the sacrifices, but we're looking for competence, mm. credibility yeah. to move this country. And I offer that, and I think I offer it better than anybody else. Dr. Kaluda Perku making a pitch. Delegates will decide first in the Super Delegates Conference. This is your lecture headquarters. We'll bring you all that and more here. Enjoy the rest of the evening. Thank you.